Hi, everybody. I'm Andrea Stores. I am Director of Employment Services at The Arc, and I also own a career counseling business called ADMS Inc. And as usual, par Wednesday nights, I am with my very good friend and partner, uh, Shalom Klein. And um, tonight we are going to what? We're going to speak about networking which actually Shalom is the guru here. I'm just going to say a couple of things about it. Um, as you probably all know, you've heard the word networking for the past 10, 15 years. And I, I'm not sure everyone really understands what the word means when it comes to networking for employment. And it's not so easy, but once you get it, it can be a lot of fun. And the purpose of networking is not to get a job. That's what it's for. What it's for is to really kind of nurture and grow your contacts, grow the number of people that you know. That is not going to get you the job. You're going to get the job, but you have to know how to communicate. That's like one of the biggest issues with networking. You're not going to go up to someone at a networking event and say, hi, my name is Andrea Stores. You know, I lost my job about three weeks ago. Do you have any leads? This is what I do. Okay. The person that you're talking to will probably want to just turn around and run away as fast as possible. You really have to know how to create conversations. And you also need to know how to listen to that person. Because really, it's all about them. It's not even about you. It's about them and how you can kind of interact and make it this comprehensive conversation so you're both talking about each other and, oh, wait a minute, all of a sudden you have commonality and you have synergy and the romance begins. Shalom, interrupt me, jump in. <laughs> I don't like to interrupt you, Andrea. Uh, oh my gosh, I agree with every word you've said. And uh, again, such a pleasure to be back. I know uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done this. We've mm -hmm. talked about important topics already. We've talked about um, some cover letters. We've talked about some important topics to sort of get you to the point, but now we're at the point. So you're at that point that you've, you've identified who you are and you have perhaps secured your way in to, uh, to, to starting your networking journey. You have not yet gotten that interview, but you are now networking, which as anybody that knows me knows that that's, uh, that's really the sweet spot. Um, it's not what you know, it's who you know. That's what they say. And so, indeed, uh, networking is really where the action is. And I agree with you 100%, Andrea, with every word that you've said. And I want to I wanna just sort of hammer home this message. And curious to hear your thoughts, Andrea. Um, it's Networking is not just the typical, call it, networking event. Networking really comprises any time you are going to interact with people that are like-minded that can that that can help you uh along in the journey 
What I mean by that is, you know, some people call me an extrovert. I'm not naturally an extrovert, I promise. If I was at an event with you, Andrea, chances are you and I would hang out on the side and we'd chit chat on the side. (laughs) Networking is when you are stretching the rubber band, when you're going beyond your comfort zone and you are meeting other people. So today, Wednesday, August 26th, I believe if my Facebook feed is correct, today is National Dog Day or something like that. Andrea, you and I both love our dogs. Right. that means that networking for us might mean being involved in the Humane Society or being involved in an animal shelter or something like that, being involved in their volunteer event or their fundraiser or something like that. And if you and I are both there and we're meeting fellow dog lovers and we uh, we have the opportunity to not just talk about our little dogs, um, my dog, Buddy, and Andrea, you can introduce your dog soon. They're very cute, by the way. Um, and... Uh, if you are able to introduce who you are professionally as well, then that, in my book, check the box. That is networking. What do you think, Andrea? I agree with you. Um, you know, you you use the word comfort zone. And here's the thing. A comfort zone is wonderful. And it's a place where you can cuddle up and really kind of just talk naturally. The thing with networking, though, is, as as you so beautifully put it, stretch the rubber band. You have to, little by little, step out of your comfort zone or what you think is your comfort zone and start creating a bigger zone, as it were. And, you know, Shalom is 100% right. It's not only about structured or formal events. It's about interaction at all times with people. Um, You could be, well, in today's world, I don't know if you'd be waiting for the L or the bus that much with that many people around. But through your masks, if you create a conversation And all of a sudden, number one, you find you live like three blocks away. Oh, my God, I had no idea. It's so nice to meet you. What do you do? What do you do? You do similar things. That creates the stage for further entertainment between the two of you. So it doesn't have to be a structured event. And also, by the way, you know, Shilla mentioned the Humane Society because it's something that you might have a connection to and immediately feel something toward. However, there are several people, especially now with the insanity of this world, they don't know who they are anymore. It's frightening, it's distressing, but if you start to talk to people and you hear what they do and all of a sudden, Someone does something that's almost like a, you know, a V8 moment for you. And you think, wow, I have all the skills for that. I can easily apply my resume into a peripheral opportunity or even something that's completely different. It's a wonderful way to not expand, not only expand your contacts, but you're also expanding your professional identity and finding out more and more and more about yourself. And, you know, once that kicks in, and it will, 
It's amazing. And, uh, absolutely. And uh, it's funny, you just said uh, a couple of uh, words that start with C. And um, I, I was thinking as you were talking, uh, it's also about confidence. It's also about confidence because, you know, in the past, Andrea, on some of our chats that we've had, we've talked about, you know, perfecting until it's perfect that uh, there's no one size fits all when it comes to your resume, your cover letter or anything like that. Um, but even in your identity, as you get out there, you might get out there and you might say, you know, you started today's today's conversation by introducing yourself, by introducing yourself as director of employment services of the ARC and owner of ADMS Inc. And, you know, I am always excited by what you say, but it is important that to watch facial reactions. And networking is really the best place to do that. That when you are out there and you are introducing yourself and talking about who you are professionally, again, in this setting, yes, talk about uh, little buddy and little Teddy and little, you know, we're using the Humane Society example, talk about those dogs, but also talk about who you are. And then if you get a, a glazed over look or stare and there's no facial reaction, you probably need to tweak what you're saying and yeah. to make it more impactful and to make it more memorable. And again, there is no one size fits all. What's what works well in a synagogue, um, you know, group that you might be involved in might not work at the Humane Society or might not work at a you know a chamber of commerce event. And by the way, those are all examples of possible networking events and functions. When we talk about networking, really, there's no. Uh, as I was just telling somebody actually earlier today, when you bake a uh, a chocolate cake, um, Andrea, you and I might bake the cake two very different ways. Bottom line, the goal is that the cake should come out yummy and delicious. Right. And you might substitute sugar for something else, and I might substitute the uh, you know the uh, the the chocolate, whatever the case may be. The reality is is that as long as you get to that outcome. And what I have discovered and what I have seen myself and what I've heard from so many people, so many people, Andrew, you and I have worked with so many people uh, time and time again, is that bottom line, you have to be willing to try things and you have to be willing to go to a lot of things. So basically practice makes perfect. I hate to say it. You know, it's tough sometimes to embrace that when you're, you know, bottom line, let's be practical over here. We are talking about employment and I know how stressful that can be. Trust me, I get it. I really, really do. But you need to come in, and this sort of leads to the other piece that, Andrew, I'm really curious to hear your feedback on, is sort of that that confidence piece coming in and the attitude that you come in with. And, and so, you know, somebody that might be watching our conversation may have just been laid off because of COVID at the job of their dreams that they've worked at for 20 for the past 20 years and they might go to an event and you know might want to talk about their experience but andrea i know that you have you have a, a feeling about you know sort of forward thinking and forward looking mm -hmm. rather than just talking about the past what do you think about that i i i do feel that way but in again i have so many things i want to say first of all in today's world in today's market and that's kind of a loose term because i don't know what the market is no one really knows what the market is but you have to have a certain amount of flexibility 
with the ability to communicate, you also, because of what is happening today, you have to have a sizable dose of compassion when listening to people talk to you. Now, you also have to develop an assessment skill and you have to be able to evaluate where a conversation is going. If a conversation is going into a whole personal, emotional uh, quicksand for that person, you have to find a way to kind of sidestep it. You, you know, knowing how to assess a conversation will let you know whether you want to get stuck discussing something that has nothing to do with what you're hoping to learn about that person. You have to know how to kind of direct conversations. And Shalom is right. I'm a forward person. Um, you have to have compassion. You have to acknowledge certain pain, certain obstacles that the person has gone through. But at the same token, you have to kind of... You have to kind of keep it centered. Keep the conversation focused on where you want it to be focused. If you see that that's not a possibility, you have to find a way to move on. So it's not easy. It really is not easy. Um, the one thing I will say, like I'm a big person with knowing how to assess where a conversation is going. And after you've networked enough and talked to enough people, it starts to become like a second nature. Okay, I know where this is going. Um, so be careful and be aware. The other thing is, is that COVID in a very twisted way has made networking even easier. You don't have to leave your house if you don't want to. You you know, if you want to go to a formal networking group, everything is on Zoom. If you meet someone through LinkedIn, which, by the way, is a powerful way to network, um, if you know what you're doing. Um, you know, when you see someone on LinkedIn and you really don't know them, but they're part of your, your they're part of your connections. There's a way to reach out. You don't want to be that overbearing type of person. The best way to network is to engage, to let the other person know that you've done your homework, you know what they're about, and you want to hear more. Why do you want to hear more? Because you feel they, they would be an ideal person to hopefully give you feedback on the direction that you're considering. In other words, make the other person feel great about talking to you. It's an exchange, but it's gotta be a fair exchange. So if you tell someone, you know, I read your profile, aside from being impressed, I felt you were the perfect person to go to for some advice and hopefully some feedback. I'd love to be able to have a 10 minute chat with you. Is that possible? I can zoom at your convenience. Done. And when you compliment someone and you say, oh my gosh, you're amazing. And 
I know I could, I could, I would really value your input. They're going to race to the computer to get you on Zoom. It's a lovely feeling knowing that you're admired, knowing that someone is really looking to you for your input. It's not a matter of ego. It's just a matter of another building block for confidence. It makes you feel confident. You know, it's kind of like Charlie Brown. She likes me. She really likes me. Well, someone has found that you're really talented in an area. Your confidence should really start to go on the rise. And you're also helping someone. How how much more can you ask for in terms of feeding your confidence? So that's my long-winded answer. Hey, listen, uh, words of wisdom, for sure. I agree, uh, absolutely. And I now I want to start to shift gears to the, uh, to the after effects, to the outcomes from networking. So, you know, I, I've talked a little bit about sort of selecting your networking events. We already covered that networking can take place in so many different ways. Um, it doesn't matter the venue. It doesn't need to be a typical networking function, a typical networking event. You've talked about the attitude that you come in with and sort of your approach and, and making sort of making genuine conversation. So you've talked about that. And I want to sort of start to jump ahead to, okay, you know, the close. What's the close? Yeah. What, are, what, are you, what are you doing? And but by the way, I actually did not even mean... The, the clothes, literally, what are you wearing? We should actually go back to that in a moment. I do want to cover that. That is a really important piece. So we'll, we'll go there. But but the the next steps is really important. So I've always been a big believer, and Andrea, you know this about me, is that um, ultimately, you know, the busy people only get busier, and that's because they know how to, how to follow up appropriately. I have seen time and time and time again that some people just get overwhelmed overwhelmed and then maybe there's also a lack of the right assumptions my dog's barking speaking of national dog yeah yeah he heard me talking about him apparently but um it's, it's really important that you take the next steps in any conversation so after you finish chit-chatting i mean i sincerely hope that at some point we do go back to you know in-person networking events and all that. But it is very important that, you know, if you're on a Zoom meeting or something like that, you put in the chat, you know, for with somebody that, hey, you're really interested in following up with, do it right then and there. I've discovered over and over again that it never gets any easier tomorrow. So put in the chat, put in your email address and say, hey, Joe, I'd really love to follow up. Um, can I have your email address? Can we follow up? And then send that email right away. Be proactive, send a professional email. Don't rush and just because I told you, do it right away, that means that you're going to do like three letter words of like, be, BRB, be right back, or I just <laughs> that one by the way. Um, that uh, no, it means that you write a full email and you say it was such a pleasure meeting you today. Can we schedule a longer period of time? I didn't really have a chance to learn about whatever you do, blah, blah, blah. And perhaps we could schedule a time for us to have a more lengthy conversation. Do that right away. And you'll find that uh, that people will respond in kind. And by the way, in that email, reference what you talked about. That makes that familiarity because often, you know, we're all, despite 
a lot of us working from home or whatever, the reality is, is that we're packing our days in so tight, jumping from one thing to the next. And, you know, I, for one, have a lot of conversations every day. If you're going to follow up with me, tell me what we spoke about, refresh my memory, and then say, hey, can we schedule a time? Great. Propose the time. Make it easy on the people that you're networking with. Take those steps. Be the professional. People will appreciate it. I promise. I promise. So that follow-up is really important. Do it timely. You know, uh, the old-fashioned stuff still works. Yes, if you are able to send a note in the mail, that's fantastic. If you talked about something in particular, that's great. Get a link to that to an article. Connect via LinkedIn. Send that article in a LinkedIn message and say, you know, I wanted to connect with you. And by the way, we spoke about global warming. And here's an interesting article that I found on the topic or something like that. It creates the excuses to follow up. And it's really, really important. So the follow-up is just as important as the actual conversation. You know, we're all busy. If you just have a great conversation, great. A lot of us have a lot of great conversations every day. Stand out, be memorable, show that you're a professional and take those steps. I agree with everything you say. I'm going to throw in something that unfortunately, you know, yes, the, what is it? The greasy wheel gets the oil or something. I don't know. Um, however, stalking is not a good idea. You know, if you had talked to someone and then you get on this roll of sending a million emails um, you'll be looked at as a lunatic and you will be blocked. And you don't mean it like that. You're anxious, you're nervous, you're scared. You feel that this person could be dynamite in terms of helping you, but you got to slow it down. And at every step of the way, while it can be cordial and friendly, there always has to be the foundation of professionalism because you don't know these people well enough to be anything but. So that's one way I would, I would suggest like to follow up. Let's say you had a conversation with someone and two weeks, maybe even three weeks later, you get an offer for an interview, you know, Send an email to this person saying, you know, as a result of our initial conversation, I took some of your advice. I now have an approaching interview. I, I really wanted to thank you so much for taking an interest and was wondering if you'd mind if I could contact you and let you know how it went. You know, first of all, you're not pushing them into your life. You're inviting them into your life. And there's a big difference. And again, they're going to feel great. Why? They're going to take the credit that you got the interview. And that's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, everyone needs a boost. The person who's giving, the person who's receiving. And I think that's something that everyone has to remember on the follow-up. Um, and and Shalom is... 300% correct that it is the follow-up that creates and um, creates an ongoing conversation, 
creates an ongoing relationship because networking is about forming the relationship. And as a result of the relationship, you may find that job that makes an offer. So, so let's let's go to that piece that I, I just brought up because I realized that that really is an important piece. It's very important in this in this era of of, of Zoom, um, where you know. Again, I am hoping I love in-person networking events, especially to hammer home that message. Again, networking is any time that you are going to meet like-minded people uh, professionally, that is networking. So, but bottom line, uh, we are in this era of virtual networking and that counts too, for sure. So, you know, it is very easy to assume that you can bless you. It is very easy to assume that you can just log in on uh, on something, roll out of bed, and you know at eight o'clock in the morning and sign on something, and you know wear your uh, you know your your hair if you have any. I'm not not doing too well over here, but um, you know your hair can be uh, can be all uh, messy, and you know you're in your t-shirt or whatever it is. Let's talk about how to prepare for a networking event. What, uh, what, what should you be wearing? Let's go to the basics, Andrea. So, you know, most of you, I'm sure, know that it is always the right thing to appear professional. You're not going to wear a T-shirt. You're not going to wear a halter top. Um, now, truthfully, this is a matter of comfort. Some people get dressed completely for a Zoom because they feel it adds to the professionalism and it feels like a real authentic type of work situation. Other people will wear a lovely top. I have a fly on my, there we go. Um, they'll wear a lovely top and they'll put on a pair of shorts. It depends on what you feel you can accomplish thoroughly in, in the way you're dressed. I mean, you're going to get up, you're going to brush your teeth, you're going to comb your hair, you're going to brush your hair. You know, if you wear makeup, yes, you're going to put on makeup. Don't treat this differently. Don't treat it like it's a Sunday morning where you're going to have coffee with someone. That's not what this is about. This is about a professional work-oriented conversation that has tremendous importance in terms of the outcome. And the one thing I always say to every client, your first impression is your lasting impression, no matter what you think, because the mind goes back to the initial meeting. That's just human nature. You know, you could be a really mean, horrible person. And over a period of five years, all of a sudden, you're like the most well-liked person in the office. But someone is always going to say to you, remember when you first came? Oh, there we go. Remember when you first came? You were really a horrible person. So be careful. Be very careful in how you want to present. Um, and that's a good point, Shalom. I mean, I, 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 you know, when when someone comes to see me, um, 
and they want to talk about interviewing and they're wearing blue jeans with a million holes in it and which by the way is totally fine except there is a time and a place for everything and you have to be smart enough and yes do your research on either the company or the person to find out is it super conservative is it super chill is it a startup? Is it one of these places that have been around for 150 years and they wear ties that really make their complexion look red? I mean, you have to really, that will also, by the way, help you figure out if the culture is the right place for you. That's a whole nother story. So it's a great topic, by the way. Um, but I hope that makes sense. Yes. It does. It does. It, it absolutely does. And I, a lot of it, it goes back to what you said about, you know, some people like to dress up and things like that. You know, whatever works for you, like we said about the chocolate cake, you know, whatever works for you. But the key is definitely, uh, you know, don't let your guard down. Don't let your guard down. First impressions are everything. And yes, first impressions could be made virtually, but uh, it, it really, really matters uh, coming prepared. And by coming prepared, yes, it means what you wear. It means making sure your technology is working. Right. Uh, it means uh, making sure that you know you're you're not going to be uh, you're not going to be stuttering. Make sure you have a, a by stuttering, I mean I mean your microphone or whatever your bandwidth. Make sure you test that. Make sure you've got the right the right setup, um, and that really matters. And it goes to everything that we've been saying all along of being prepared, coming prepared, knowing what, what events you're coming into, knowing as much as possible the people that you're going to be interacting with, knowing what you're going to say, knowing how you're going to follow up. And all of those things I think makes for good networking. And again, cannot emphasize it enough, networking can take place in any way, and the follow-up is just as important as coming. So- Meaning if you are going to go to something and you're not going to follow up, I mean, honestly, I hate to sound brutally, you know, tough over here. Just don't come. Honestly, find another time to go to go to something else because nobody's going to assume that nobody's going to chase you. You're going to be the one that's going to have to chase everybody else. So be very strategic about making sure that you're going to be able to really put your 100% you're, you're very, very best into whatever you do. Because as we said, the line that I said in the beginning really holds true. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And networking is stretching that rubber band to make sure you are meeting like-minded people, to make sure you are stretching that rubber band professionally as successfully as possible. And I want to say one thing, and that is, and you just reminded me, um, Networking requires tremendous organization. Um, you know, because there are very few in-person networking events, so you don't have a physical card that you can put in your phone. You need to keep, you know, create an Excel or put it in your phone, whatever, and have the contact information. And you do, as you said, strategic follow-up. And this way, you have it in front of you, document the conversations so that you remember what you said to whom. Is it a lot of work? Yeah. But guess what? 
you have the time. So this is the time to be very organized and to learn what the true meaning of prioritization is. And when you are able to follow up in a very orderly fashion and you get to check those names, when you go to sleep at night, you're going to feel such a tremendous sense of productivity and accomplishment. And that feeds the positive energy. I know I'm getting a little shrinky and psychological on you, but the psychological aspect of networking, you have to really look at it for what it is and to have a positive approach and to keep yourself motivated is essential. There's no other word that comes to mind because without it, you will not be able to move forward. So, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, no, sorry. absolutely correct. So, uh, Andrea, uh, as we are starting to wrap up over here, um, what what are some of the uh, what are some of the resources um, as it relates to networking um, that you, that you might know about? I mean, like we said, it's very it's honestly it's a personal decision, and the truth is the sky's the limit now in the period that we're in, there's so many, honestly, more opportunities than there were before. But uh, what resources do you wanna share? Okay, so there are two areas that I think are vital. One is the list of contacts that you're not even aware that you have. You have to sit down with yourself, have a glass of wine, have a cup of cocoa, whatever floats your boat. And start thinking of all these people that you've met over the years that share the same profession that you do or have an interest in, in the profession that you're in or that you want to go after and start developing the list of people that you actually know. And it doesn't matter if it's from high school it doesn't matter if it's from an office. It doesn't matter if it was someone that used to date and still have a, a great relationship with. You will be amazed at how many people you know. You know, now, is it comfortable reaching out? Get over it. I mean, I hate to sound harsh, but if your livelihood is at stake and if someone that you're not super comfortable with truly might be able to help, you got to find a way to make it work. And I don't mean to make it sound like it's so easy because it's really not. But when you are struggling, people get very strong and they do find ways to jump over those hurdles and they clear them. So that's one thing that I would absolutely do. And you can break that down. It could be personal contacts. It could be professional contacts. I'm telling you, you will be amazed at how many people you know. The other thing is LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn is a very safe and easy way to expand your contacts because you're hiding behind a computer. It's very easy. You just have to know how to approach it. Again, 
You don't want to stalk someone. You want, listen, people are always, and Shalom, I know you too for sure. They're always asking to link with me. I'll read their profile. Yes, except. So now you get to see a whole bunch of people. It's just, it's being strategic. It's being smart. And it's also being, it's being selective. So I, I, I really am pushing LinkedIn. And if you don't fully understand it, go online, Google, and tell Google, explain LinkedIn for me. What, why is it so successful? How can it be successful for me? There are also so many um, classrooms on LinkedIn on the computer. They don't usually cost anything. So you know what? Get online, take a class, see if it interests you. It will. And those are the those are really the two major areas that I would start with. What do you think? Yeah, agreed. And right now there's so many. I agree with your your focus on LinkedIn. We talked a little bit about LinkedIn a couple of weeks we ago. We did. We I did. would recommend um, that anybody that might uh, be watching that you reference that conversation, but also look at, I mean, just go on YouTube. And honestly, YouTube yeah. is your friend because uh, I love videos because rather than just reading about something, well, actually you could watch it over and over again. There's a piece that you might miss rewind, watch it over and, uh, and find, and, you know, perfect it, perfect Including it. this piece, by the way. Oh yeah. hundred percent. By the way, you know, when you're networking successfully, yes, LinkedIn will help you find networking events, but also keep in mind the second you're probably while you're networking, people will be stalking you. Um, so make sure you really got that profile perfect. So definitely get on, get on YouTube, get in whatever resource you want. There's classes, free classes that are available, free webinars, all that sorts of good stuff. So make sure you check that out. Andrea, any closing um, thoughts? Um, and uh, if you don't mind, tell us sort of as I think I, I tend to say station identification regarding the <laughs> Regarding the ARC and your services, if you don't mind uh, tell anybody. No, that's that. so nice of you. Thank you. Um, first of all, the one thing I will say to all of you, and it's I'm not trying to sound cavalier. Um, I do this for a living. I hear stories that are difficult to listen to, so I can't imagine really what it's like to live those stories. You know, compassion can only go so far. You are the one in your own shoes. I try to put myself in your shoes, but I would be a pretty arrogant person to say, oh, I totally get it. No one's gonna totally get it except you and your family. So what I ask is when you're feeling that sense of desperation, you know, go to something healthy that will make you feel better. Don't forget who you were when you were employed. No one can ever take that away from you. It is yours. You earned it. It will be there forever. One thing I will suggest to you when you start getting restless, go on all these job boards and start reading job descriptions. 
I promise you it will lift your spirits because you're going to say, well, I have those skills. I can do that. It reminds you of who you are. So though that's a little bit of parting advice. And by the way, and Shalom has heard me say this a million times, there is no such thing as an expert in my field. If I were an expert, we wouldn't be doing this. Everyone would be employed. I would own an island and everything would be good. But no one is an expert. The only thing that I can offer to you are options. And if it fits, try it, you know, try it on rather to see if it fits. And at the ARC, we provide a comprehensive um, array of services. It's divided into a job readiness part, which is writing your resume. Yes, I, I, I write every single resume, um, establishing an identity, writing the cover letter, learning how to interview, learning about LinkedIn, learning how to network, learning how to negotiate salaries. So it's all those steps. And when you really, when you are ready to fly, then I turn you over to a wonderful gentleman who works for me. He is my job advisor and he partners with you in the search. So, you know, think of us if you're thinking about using job professionals, um, it is free of charge. And we have a number of services. We have medical, we have dental, we have a whole social service office. Um, we have mental health professionals. We of course have a pantry. Um, go on our website, it's called the ARC, A-R-K and explore us. And if we can help, call us. I also own a private business, which is for anyone. Um, I work a lot with college kids and a lot with executives um, and people in between. So if you are interested, please email me at admsinc inc5 at Gmail. And I promise you, I will get back to you. Thanks for letting me do that. That's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's so important to share resources. Um, we all know somebody. And if you're watching this video and you know somebody that can benefit from the information that we've shared or from the ARCS resources or from Andrea's resources, please make sure to pay it forward. Please make sure to share it. And uh, until next time, Andrea, I look forward to uh, to our next conversation and uh, we'll have fun uh, sort of diving a little bit deeper. Our hope is that uh, everybody's finding some level of success um, and benefiting just a bit from uh, from some of the information that's been shared. But thank you, everybody. Thank you all good luck. Yes, and thank you, Andrea, for all the advice. Can't wait for our next conversation. Me too.